Hey, it's Lee. Have you ever wondered how some people are just master networkers and others struggle? Today's episode is a little bit longer than normal because we are going to be going over seven strategies that successful networkers use to get a return on their networking investment. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Connecto podcast, a podcast that shares inspiration, education and connection for the entrepreneur. Hi, my name's Lee Cummins and I'm the founder of Connecto, as well as the host of the podcast. Join me as I share interviews with thought leaders, go-getters and real business owners, as well as sharing some of my thoughts, tips, tools and ideas for the motivated lady boss. You can stay connected at connecther.com.au. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Connect Her podcast. It's fabulous to be with you here today. I'm really looking forward to being able to share with you some amazing tips and looking at ways of developing your networking strategy. We have talked about this on previous podcasts, and if you actually go back to episode 44 which is all about networking follow-up that uh, is basically part two of that podcast we really do look at networking and following up but just as an overall so today I actually wanted to give you some really good strategies some more nuts and bolts on being able to follow up and follow through so that you're able to get a high return on the investment of your networking opportunities. Now, a high return on investment is also on your time as well as your finances. It is really hard to follow up with people and to be a follow-up guru if you're not organized. I actually think that this is an area that makes people um, get let down in that area and also for salespeople as well as a networker. Now, I'm not talking about a networker as in multi-level marketing. I'm talking about someone that goes out specifically to network in their local area. There really isn't any excuse for not being organized, particularly when it comes to the fact that you are going out networking. It means that you really do need to have some good strategic organizational tools and resources that are in your tool belt so that you are able to follow up effectively. There's lots of books that you can read that are all based on being organized. There's also a lot of YouTube tutorials that you would be able to access which again is around being organized and there's also organization coaches that are actually there to help you through the process of becoming organized. Now you may look and go Ah, I'm organized because I've got a completely clean desk. It's clutter free. I know where everything is on my desk, but it may be that you don't know where everything is that you need to follow up with networking. It may be that you are the most organized person on your desk, but underneath you're not sure where anything is. You can't find anything. Or you could be somebody like me that is pretty messy on my desk but let me tell you I can put my hands on anything at any given moment. You want to make sure that you can easily put your hands on people's phone numbers, their names and the appointments that you have 
scheduled with them. Those are the most important things that you need to have in your organization kit. When you're wanting to follow up and follow through for networking, I have a little tip for you. And that is that I use a Glad Ziploc bag. Now, I do prefer the Glad Ziploc bag because it's got a white area on the front of the bag that I can actually use a Sharpie and I can write down information about that networking event. It means that I have got all the information, all the business cards in one spot. Now, as I said, I actually work with a desk that looks like a bomb's hit it. And I have spoken about it in previous episodes. It drives my husband mad drives me mad as well so I do get there and give it a bit of a clean up every now and then but the fact of the matter is that despite that clutter despite the information that I have sitting around I actually know where everything is I can put my hands on anything that I require so it doesn't matter whether you are a super tidy person or whether you're like me and a bit on the messy side so long as you have organization so long as you have access to people's names their phone numbers their contact details and also the appointments that have been scheduled to meet you also want to be able to keep track of your customers your potential clients, your potential customers. You also want to have a a very good diary system or a very good planning system. You also need to be disciplined and write down all the things that are in the future so that you don't miss any of the points. Now, if you really do struggle with being organized, then I would find somebody that can assist you to set up some systems. Some people prefer electronic diaries and other people do work better with paper diaries. Personally, I prefer a paper planner. My planner of preference is actually the Ant Planner, which I've set um, in previous podcasts I've talked about. And because it is the beginning of the year, if you're listening uh, to this podcast as it goes to air, it's a perfect time to grab your Ant Planner right now. So that's my preference. And I'll have links to the show note so that you can get access to uh, finding out more about Ant Planner. I actually use a combination of both the automatic... um, Uh, electronic diary and also the amp planner and I'm going to go through how I use that as a combination later in the show. So let's get started with ways that we can get ourselves organized and follow up. So as I mentioned a Ziploc bag it's ideal for me. I use the Ziploc bag because um, firstly I can put a date on it and I can put the name of the networking event on the front as well and I can also put everybody's business cards in that Ziploc bag so that I can easily reference later and I don't lose any of the business cards. Now also on the business cards once I've met somebody I will write on the back of that card a few key points around that person. Now everybody is going to have a different process when they get the business cards and how they use them and most people have different ways of using a contact relationship management system. I personally have a CRM that I use and I put into my uh, contact relationship manager. There are many, many many of them out there and you will need to use one that suits you the best. I personally use my Send Out Cards account um, as my CRM and, um, and also a combination of MailChimp. Obviously you don't put anybody into your MailChimp account to just randomly send start putting them on their emails or randomly sending them emails of um, products or services you need to get their permission once you've decided what your CRM 
of choice is, then you can add that into your step. It's the sort of step that you're going to take. Um, some people don't have a CRM, but I do highly recommend it. Some people prefer to put uh, people in today into their contact management system uh, via their phones, or they can also, you know, get, wait until they get back to their PC and put them in. However, uh, when you go to a networking event, it is actually what happens after the event. So making sure that you've got those business cards, even if they're in that Ziploc bag, is what you do after the event. That is the most important part. Once you've attended an event and you've got some business cards or you've got your register that they've, you've received at the networking event, they actually have zero value. They have zero value unless you do something with them. If you just keep them in that plastic bag in your pocket or worse still at the bottom of your handbag and you do nothing with them you might as well have not gone to the networking event because they have absolutely zero value. When you start looking at a process of following up there is a window of time that needs to be having action and that is within 24 hours of attending the networking event. So I'm going to give you a few points on what you can do to follow up, follow through and really get connected. Number one is send an email to your new contact and take a little bit of time to craft the email. Make it personal. Don't do a bulk blast email to everybody. You want to make it personable. You want to make it short, sweet and to the point. Something along the lines of, Dear Jenny, it was lovely to meet you at XYZ event yesterday. It was really great speaking with you about your children and how exciting for the two of them to be off to Japan. I hope they have a wonderful time. Now, if you want to have a follow-up meeting and you want to meet this person again, then you can add something like, we started talking about prospecting, or we started talking about some areas that we could work together in. I would love to catch up. How does your schedule look over the next week? Let's grab a coffee or some lunch. It doesn't actually have to be a really long email and it doesn't particularly have to be formal either. In fact, it's important to try and grab something from the meeting that you had with them. Something that's going to reignite the fact that you met them, that you remembered them and that you remembered something about them because of that, they're going to hold you in really good esteem. Try and think of something that was personal that came out of the conversation, not necessarily about business. That really does help to encapsulate the fact that you were listening to them and it wasn't just about what I can do for you or what you can do for me. Point number two, I think this is an area that isn't used as much as I think it should be. And I actually think it should be used way more often than it is. And that is LinkedIn and linking on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, you can actually do it while you're there at the meeting by simply going to your app and connecting on the app. There's no harm at all in connecting with somebody on LinkedIn while you're at the event because LinkedIn is a really good tool. It has a few really key strategies that you can use in your networking follow-up endeavors. It has things like it pops up and lets you know when it's that person's birthday, when they've got a work anniversary, if they have a new job, or if they've got something in their business that they've changed. It's actually a great way of being able to keep up to date with what's going on in their world. 
The other thing too is also really good to be able to keep abreast of keeping in contact with them. And when you see that something has changed, it's a fantastic way of being able to connect with them. LinkedIn is really an underutilized resource, I believe. And I think it's something that is easy to use for a follow-up and it's easy to get connected. If you're actually looking for some information on how to use LinkedIn, our Bulleen Connect Her Leader, Teresa Brandau-Strengths, is actually a LinkedIn expert. And you can head over to our website, connecther.com.au forward slash locations, and you will see Teresa and her Bulleen location. You'll be able to connect with her there, and she's going to be able to give you a whole lot of information about using LinkedIn for your business and how you can use it actually at the event before you leave so you've actually already started that follow-up process before you've even left which that is really smart networking point number three now this is probably seems small but it is remember birthdays now facebook and linkedin make life so much easier these days because it gives us an opportunity to be able to reach out to people and find out their birthdays so even if you don't have that contacts birthday on your contact relationship management system facebook and linkedin do make it easier for you these days because social media gives you an opportunity to reach out and say happy birthday to them. It's also an opportunity for you to be able to go into that contact and actually have a look at when their birthday is. And you can also post on their timeline for Facebook or LinkedIn to send a birthday message. However, you don't actually want to do what everyone else in the crowd is doing. You want to be able to stand out and do something different. I also suggest that you reach out and send them a in a small gesture, a card of well wishes for their birthday. Now this is going to set you eons apart from anybody else. I use a fantastic app which is called, uh, sorry, and you can get to it by going to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash H-C card app. That is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash C-H card app. And that will take you to a app on uh, your phone and you will be able to send a real greeting card that goes in the mail. It can include your handwriting if you wish and you can send it straight from your phone. You can also brand it with your own logos on the back and you can add some photos as well as a heartfelt message. Remember, it is the small things, remembering birthdays. Those small things are the extra steps. Those small things are going to set you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody writes on people's timelines, but how many people actually send a real greeting card in the mail? Now, I'm not talking about an e-card. I'm talking about a real greeting card that goes out in the mail. So reaching out with these small gestures can really go a long way and it will make you stand out in the crowd. Tip number four is to go in with service on your mind and that is in your initial meeting. 
try and work a way that you can help to assist and give first but not expect anything so you're not expecting anything in return you're just looking at a way that you can simply help that person it could be a simple thing like they may have mentioned a small tidbit that gives you an opportunity to be able to connect them with somebody you may be able to take them um, or lead them into a way that you can pay it forward waiting for them on a particular thing that they may be requiring and being able to help them is just a fantastic way of being able to pay it forward. There's so many different scenarios on ways that we can seek out opportunities to help somebody and it doesn't have to be a cost to you either financially or time-wise. It can be just a simple service of connecting somebody with a product or service or another person. When we do these things, we feel good about it, but that good feeling, it lasts, and most people also are wired with the reciprocity mentality. So when we continually go with, let's see how I can first help somebody, just by the simple mentality of reciprocity, people will start finding ways that they can help you. First, you'll end up having a really positive experience and you'll find that your reputation will grow as someone that is a pay it forward person. And people will start to be attracted to you more and more because they'll want to help you in return. And you're not doing this so that you get something in return. It's just that law of reciprocity. So you want to, as often as possible, be able to connect with as many people as possible and reconnect back and forth so that you're going in giving without the expectation of receiving. So here we've covered uh, a few online strategies and strategies before we've actually even met with the person. What about actually now that we've set some of those, those processes in place that we actually start to look at meeting someone. And this is my next step. Number five for me is setting up a one-to-one -one meeting. Now, part of the Connect Her program is that we in the meetings, we actually receive two business meetings that are following up from that networking event. So from one month to the next, you end up with two meetings when you're sitting uh, when you are actually setting up your one-to-one -one meeting you want to be clear about what your intention is you want to be clear exactly what your intention is and you also want to be clear what the intention is for the person that you are meeting now if it's part of the connect her program we're meeting up to find out more about each other how we can assist each other and how we can promote each other's businesses and who we can connect people with that is the intention. But if you're actually setting up a one-to-one -one meeting from a different type of an event, you really want to be clear about the, the intentions for the meeting beforehand. And you also wouldn't let the other, um, you would actually let the other person know as well. You don't want to have that sort of feeling that there is a bait and switch type of um, process going on there. You want to make it that it is out on the table that we're getting together to see how we can both support each other. You want to make it somewhere that it's going to be convenient for the person that is because you're initiating the meeting. So you want that person to be less inconvenienced. You also want to make sure that if um, if it's too far, uh, that you try and meet somewhere in between. Somewhere in between that's easily accessible and always make sure that whenever you're considering arranging a place, that it's got plenty of parking, that it's easy to locate 
and that you're going to have some space that is reasonably quiet so that you've got the opportunity to talk and easily listen to the other person. These first one-on-one -on -one meetings, you really want to make sure that they're face-to-face. -face. Try not to make them a Zoom or a virtual call. And the best one-to-one -one meeting is really about developing a rapport with the person. It's about finding out more about them. It's not about focusing on anything that may be on your agenda. It's about leading with things that are going to get them to speak about their business. It's not about you leading into your business. So setting up that one-to-one -one meeting, obviously, once you have a further meeting, then of course you can open up more about your business. You can change the dynamics of the meeting that the one-to-one -one meeting is. And you also, in this first meeting, you want to be interested, not interesting. That is that you want to ask questions. You want to get as much information as you can about the person, about their business. And no, it's not the Spanish Inquisition, but it is definitely about finding out more ways that you can gravitate to get more information so that you can then work out ways that you can possibly work together or connect with other people. Point number six is all about the connection and it is the power of one. The power of one connection is how many doors can it open. There's a gentleman called Jordan Adler and he is the author of a book called Beach Money. If you're in the networking uh, network marketing industry, you've probably heard of this book. I highly recommend that you grab the book. It's ideal for network marketers. But even if you're not a network marketer, if you are a business owner, it's a fantastic book. He really delves into things like tracking and connections. I've seen him speak live on many occasions when I've been over to the US um, at different conventions. I've had the opportunity to see him speak. He's come over to Australia a few times and I've had the opportunity to go and see him speak over here as well. Now what he talks about is the power of the one connection and where that one connection can lead you and what he normally does is he has a circle and from that circle there's say six or eight or ten lines that come out from that one circle and then on the end of each of those lines is another circle that one big circle is is you and then those tentacles out with all the other circles is people you know and it's the same thing with the person that's sitting opposite you that you've just met. That's them and they have all these other people that they know. They have this community. They have this one connection that can lead to any amount of contacts and any amount of interactions just with that one person. And this makes the power of your conversations start to work through other people's networks. So when you're talking to someone, you're actually speaking to their entire network. And the same goes for them. When they start talking to you, they're actually talking to your entire network as well. So we have to develop that. We have to develop the real trust the know, like and trust has to be developed through this process. If you listen to episode 41, the know, like and trust factor to the next level, that actually takes you through the processes of know, like and trust. And this is what you really want to develop with people. You, They want to develop um, 
a trust with you and vice versa. And that's before referrals will start and before business cards will be started and before the connections are going to be handed out willy-nilly. Somebody is going to want to firstly find out about you before someone is going to start um, developing business or other tangible introductions happen, the no like and trust factor has to take place. Once that happens, it opens up your list of contacts to them and vice versa. If you're looking for some sort of connection, some sort of contact, you're now looking and speaking to one person to then to many. Speaking to many through one. It's a fantastic way of being able to work out how you can get through the layers and give the opportunity to network in your community. It's processing those layers so that people can, you can connect them with people in your organization and people can do exactly the same for you. Let's take a short message and listen to our sponsors because we are going to head over to number seven, which I think is one of the most important parts of follow-up with your networking. And it's also what the most effective networkers do to make sure that their networking is working. Networking to me isn't about working, it's about connecting. I never understood why it wasn't called net connecting. Hi, I'm Lee Cummins and I'm the founder of Connect Her. Connect Her connectors are built on three key principles of inspiration, education and connection. There's a true magic when women come together to support each other. Connect Her has a vision of connecting 1,000 women through Connect Her connectors. So just imagine that magic. If you'd like to find out how you can be part of hashtag 1000 connections, visit our website connecther.com.au. Don't we live in a busy world? It makes it hard to focus on the moments that matter most. Send Our Cards makes capturing these moments easier than ever. They believe in creating connection through acts of kindness and you can do just that by creating beautiful, heartfelt cards using the Send Out Cards app. Send Out Cards is Connector's preferred provider for our own gratitude cards. To download the app today, visit bit.ly forward slash ch card app. That is bit dot ly forward slash ch card app. Welcome back and I hope you've got your notebook handy because we are going to do a deep dive into point number seven because we have talked about how to connect with people after a networking event and it is really important about reconnection and that is point number seven, reconnection. So you've been to your networking event and you've put people into your contact relationship management system, the one that is your choice. You possibly have also organized who you want to have the one-on-ones with. You've done that process but what happens after the initial one-on-one or the people that you haven't actually been able to connect with yet what happens to those because they're the ones that end up falling through this big crevice that is the death of all businesses because 
most people end up in that black hole, that networking black hole of never being followed up or being followed up once and never being followed up again. And unfortunately, the funnel that we have from our networking, it comes in nice and full. We do a few things with it and then everybody falls down the bottom into that black hole, that big crevice. So we need to look at what we're going to do to be able to reconnect and how we're going to be able to reconnect with these people and and this is, as I said, one of the most important steps for the people that you may do one connection with or you may not have connected with after the meeting at all. So you can either create a file or there's another thing that you can do. And that is that you can create it in your electronic diary. And this is where your electronic diary is perfect for being able to schedule reminders and also put these people into your system. So a reconnect file is a file where you can include some information about how you met the person, where you met the person. And also in the notes, you can put things like uh, about their children, what you spoke about, the type of people that they want to connect with, anything like that at all. You are going to choose which is the most appropriate system for you to do this. I like to use my Google Calendar or my Outlook Calendar and my contacts for this. It should be in the electronic system of your choice. Now you may be able to segment people out in your contact relationship manager. That is possibly a good option for you. I'm going to share with you what I do so that people don't fall through the cracks. Now this is not 100% full free. It does happen that people do fall through the cracks or I get busy and I don't do the follow-up and I can slap my wrist for that. However, not too many people fall through it, but there are some. So what I would do is using your best format that you would like is I would grab the business card and at the business meeting or the networking event on the business card I generally write a few little tidbits that are going to help me about the person so as I mentioned earlier it could be something like their child's name or their children have gone overseas or something about their business or who they need to connect with but I try and put as much information in as possible and this is when I've been to a networking event. At a Connect Her event we actually give out a printed register of everybody that's attending and there's actually a note section there so you can always just write a little note on that register if you happen to go to a Connect Her meeting but what you really want to do is make sure that you put something down that is going to remind you of the person. You can even put, um, there's a lady that that goes to networking events and she always wears a lovely floral piece in her hair and that's the way I remember her the, the floral lady the flower lady so you can use visual reminders as well once you've done this you then put them into your system so that you can have all that information in one spot once you've put the information in you can then schedule in your calendar for it to remind you to come up on a particular day or a particular week or even a particular month. Now what will happen is that reminder will come up, the name will pop up and it will give you the opportunity to reach out to catch up with them. Now it may be that you set another meeting, it may be that you want to send them an email just saying across my mind I saw this 
and thought of you. It could be that you send them an article or a piece of information that is going to be valuable to them. Or it might be that you want to invite them to an event that you're going to. Maybe you've even got an introduction. But what these reconnections do, by putting them in the system, it is a way that is going to ignite your memory and jog your memory to be able to reconnect with them. It depends how diverse your contact management system is, but this could be put into your own um, Google calendar, your contacts, it could be on your phone, whatever way is going to work for you, but it is necessary to have the opportunity to be presented and pinged to connect with them. Now you're not going to be connecting with them every single month but you want to be able to stay in touch with them and this is a way of being able to get a, a visual and sometimes a auditory reminder. Even if you don't need to catch up with them on this particular month you can reschedule it. Reschedule it out for another six weeks or eight weeks. It might be that you schedule and roll them over every four weeks until it comes up again. But what the process is, it's reminding you that you have a contact that you haven't connected with or that you need to connect with. Making sure that you've got those connections and having that process that it's going to bring somebody up to reconnect. I do this with leads as well and look I've been a sales rep out on the road and my electronic diary has been my godsend. I also use in my planner little sticky notes and, I, um, and I'll write the contact person on the sticky note and I'll just keep rolling that over to the next week to the next week until I've contacted them. So that's another visual reminder that's not using your calendar but the calendar, the electronic one is a really, really good one. I know that tip number seven is one of the most important things and it is one of the things that really is something that not many other people do. And as I said, most people, they get a whole heap of contacts that fall down this black hole of never following up. If you are a person that follows up and follows through, guess what? You are doing better than your competitors. You're doing better than most people that are sitting around that networking table and as I said if you go to a networking event you get, gather business cards and you do nothing with them at all they're not worth anything to you and it was not worth you getting in the car or even go backwards having a shower getting out of bed putting makeup on getting in the car and driving there it was absolutely a complete waste of time if you do nothing at all if you follow up you are top of the queue and my hat off to you if you are a good follow-up person one of the things that people say when they purchase a product when they purchase a service is follow-up that once the sale has happened people don't follow up and they never hear from anybody again now you don't want to be that person but unfortunately these days people tend to over promise and under deliver and what happens in turn is that they are disappointed they're disappointed because that's what's happening and we get a bit lack cluster because we think that is what always happens that people over promise and under deliver it's something that salespeople do it's something that business people do and it's something that we shouldn't do when we go out networking if we make sure that we have got a set date to follow up with people we've got good organization tools to remind us of our follow-up and we maintain a good follow-up schedule we keep it simple but we do it 
and because it's simple we do it we know that we are going to be better than the next person so finally all I can say to you is that you should always aim to under promise and over deliver always follow up and if you do this it will actually convert more fans about you and your business than any other person because not many other people follow up. Not many other people have a process in place. But if we follow up, if we follow through, if we under promise and we over deliver, if we're doing more than our competitors, if we're doing more than other people sitting around the table, the more we have opportunities to grow strategic alliances and you will have a powerful strategy around your business, you are going to be making the most out of your networking time and resources. Until next time, stay connected. We love to stay connected and we hope you will too. To connect with us, visit Facebook on our Connect Her Australia Facebook page. We also have our private group, Connect Her Collective. If your preference is Instagram, Connect Her AU. Visit our website, connecther.com.au, and under podcasts, you can leave a voice message. If your preference is Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and write a review. Connect Her podcasts are now available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Anchor FM. While you're on our website, don't forget to check out our connected directory. We would love for you to connect with the wonderful businesswomen that are connecting on Connect Her. Until next time, stay connected.